You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera and everything in between, if you have a piece of hunting gear or a piece of hunting equipment that needs a battery, Interstate Batteries has got you covered. You can go to a local retail store. Or you can go visit online at interstatebatteries.com. They have thousands of local retail shops all over the U.S., so you can go there as well. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 44. Today, we're at the World Deer Expo in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm sitting down with my friend Walter Lee of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, as well as Greg Godfrey of Tethered. We're talking all about our upcoming trips for the season, as well as the story of how Tethered came to be. Get ready. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. It is Friday, and that means we are one step closer to deer season. Actually, I'm going to be in Kentucky next weekend. I'm, I'm leaving on Sunday, and I'm going to be there for 10 days, chasing velvet bucks around on public land with my bow, and I am so jacked up. We've got a really good group of guys that are going to be there. Um, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited, and uh, uh, I last year... If you watched the Kentucky series on YouTube or if you listen to any of the Kentucky podcast episodes, you know that I had just a struggle on public land in Kentucky for whatever reason. It wasn't a lack of deer. There were deer everywhere, and I just I just struggled to capitalize. And so this trip is going to be a redemption trip, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I took a lot of vacation time, um, and a lot of guys think it's crazy to spend that much vacation on not the rut it's going to be uh, early season tough hot um it's going to be difficult but i'm i'm excited about it make sure you're subscribed to the sportsman's nation youtube channel we're going to have a lot of video content that comes out of that trip 
and uh, I, w I want you guys to see it also make sure you subscribe to the channel um, man we had a great weekend this past weekend at the southern ground Alabama saddle hunter demo day it was uh, in Birmingham and my buddy Chad Crow opened his house and and we got to just show off all of our gear it was it was a really good time there was a great group of guys that showed up and uh, I say guys guys and girls we had several women that showed up as well that are interested in saddle hunting and man it was just so much fun uh, if you missed out man I feel bad for you because we had such a good time and uh, we told a lot of stories about deer hunting and it was just a good time I feel like we made a lot of relationships that are that are gonna last a long time and possibly some new some new hunting buddies and I'm just I'm just really pleased with the way it showed up so showed out so guys if you were there thank you so much for making it an awesome event it was a really good time like I said um, I'm not gonna make this intro too terribly long because this is a pretty long episode but I do want to mention Onyx Maps. If you're not using Onyx Maps already, please go check it out. You can um, you can go to onyxmaps.com and man, it's just the best mapping software that I've ever found. And it's it's been a, a tool that I use on each and every hunt. It is something that I use. You know, when it comes to hunting gear, I I'm, I, I take a lot of hunting gear really seriously. I drop some serious money on making sure that I have the best stuff that's out there. And Onyx Maps is something that I have that is probably as important or more important than anything else I have. And it's not even that expensive. You're looking at about 100 bucks a year if you, want to, if you want to see the whole, if you want to have access to all 50 states. And um, only, uh, I think it's $29 a year if you just want access to one state. So if you're not planning on doing a whole lot of out-of-state hunting, you can have one of the most important tools that you could have for 30 bucks a year and and that's pretty awesome so check out onyxmaps.com also check out tetherednation.com this whole episode is pretty much de dedicated to tethered so i'm not going to go um really far into why you need to check out tethered but i will say stay tuned and listen to this podcast because it's a really good one if you are interested in saddle hunting or want to know more about it man this is a great podcast to listen to so we're going to be done with this intro, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode with my friends Walter Lee of Chasing Tales and Greg Godfrey of Tethered. All right, guys, we are back. This episode is going to be unique in many ways. One, we are recording this in a back alley at the World Deer Expo. And two, this is a three-way collaboration between Chasing Tales Outdoors, Parker McDonald of Southern Ground, and Greg Godfrey of Tethered, guys. And, and we're all naked. And we're all naked. Yes, not me, though. In um, underwear. Makes it even more fun. I'm Greg's normal. videoing. It's weird. <laughs> Whatever. You've got I Heart Ernie across your chest yep. or something yep. like that. And I actually got a real tattoo of it on <laughs> yeah. my butt. Right on your lower back. It's wonderful. Yep. It's hot in here. I mean, it is. It, it's, it's warm. The, the booth has been swarmed all the day. The booth has been crazy swarmed. So, And then as soon as we got a lull, we were like, hey, let's get out. Let's go record a podcast. <laughs> let's yeah. do one. Let's leave Ernie and Adrian in the booth so I have to do all the work. And the we best, can go play. <laughs> the best part is I've been promising Adrian that we were going to do a podcast soon. <laughs> well, you just have to do another one. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to well, get Adrian on soon while we're here. We're going to have to. I think uh, – I think that we would be remiss if we didn't get the cast of characters that we have at that booth. Oh, for sure. It has been oh, hysterical. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's think I've fun. laughed and talked to as many people as I have today. It's <laughs> been really cool. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Like, Greg, I know you, you saw it. People um, like, hey, I know you from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mostly it's happened to Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, been, it's just been really cool getting to meet some of the people. I see their names on Facebook a lot. Or, yep. 
or whatever people that follow along with the right, podcast or right. YouTube channel. Like, hey, I, I, I like your podcast and stuff. I, I really appreciate that. It's well, and the really cool thing, thing to me is when they, they come up and they say, you know, hey, I saw a video, I listened to a podcast, whatever, and it helped me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I learned something, and I'm like, awesome. Like that Army dude that you were talking about, he was yes. raving about your videos. That's the point. You yep. know, it's not for, I mean, it's not to make money or anything. It's to help people. And it's, so it's cool when they come up, and they're like, yeah, I saw your video, man. It was awesome. And then, I, and then I went out, and I painted my sticks. I'm like, yes, you're doing it. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Go DIY some stuff, because it's awesome. Yeah. By yeah. the way, uh, your videos inspired me to paint my sticks. I right? saw it, and you did a pretty good job. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was very nice. My, my daughter would have been proud. <laughs> hey, listen, just trying to impress somebody. I, I just care. painted some more sticks the other day, too. I painted up two sets of Hawk Heliums. Yeah. So painting sticks and platforms and all that stuff might be the only time that it's okay for a man to go buy <laughs> nail polish. <laughs> right? Like. Yeah. What did you need nail polish for? Your wife didn't have any HDDs? Um, well, actually, I didn't use nail polish, but Ernie did for his. Oh, for, for like the, a clear coat? or No, no for oh, the Predator. For the, oh, gotcha. The, okay. Lo- okay. The logo, yeah. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. And he okay. told me he used nail polish. I was like, frick, I spent so much money on a paint pen. I could have just used nail polish. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good idea. I wouldn't have thought of that either. Yeah. So now these guys know. Everybody who's listening to this. Yeah. Nail polish. If you nail want to polish. customize your Glock, it works great on your Glock too. You can put a little white, like uh, white or green, oh, or whatever. Oh, so then like your pink polka dots that you put on your Glock. That's it, how you did it. That's yep. exactly. Oh, how I did okay, it. yeah, yep. that makes sense. And yeah. you can just paint your nails right there while you're while <laughs> you're doing that. You just that. knock it all out at <laughs> once, good. you know, and do your wife's toenails while you're there, and then <laughs> yeah. it's family bonding time. And hey, can I? Uh, so, funny story. Actually, my wife used to be. Uh, she still is, but she's been a stay-at-home mom for a while. But she was a cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were first married, she was going to take a test for co- to get her cosmetology license. Now, she doesn't do, like, nail stuff, like painting nails or anything like that, but she had to pass a certain portion of the test was that. And so I set up and let her paint my nails, paint my toenails. <laughs> Good for you. Yep. Yeah. Love. Good. Hashtag yep. love I'm wins. sure she returned the favor in some way, so it was all yeah. square. Yeah, well, now we have two children, so. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I think uh, the the gist of today is to have fun, BS clearly, but Parker and I realized when we sat down to do this episode that we have never told the story of Tethered, and I think that there's a lot of people who are new to saddle. I know there's a lot of people that are new to saddle hunting. I think a lot of people don't appreciate the wisdom, the knowledge, and the amount of information that has been given by the founders of Tethered. And I feel like that adds a whole nother level of, 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 um, of uh, depth to the company. You know, it's not a couple of guys that saw that, te- that saddle hunting was cool, had the money behind them, and just, and just ran with it. These are guys that have lived and breathed saddle hunting mm-hmm. for years. And then, and then found a way to translate that into getting other people into saddle hunting. It's almost like we didn't find a way. It's like the way found us. It's like we fell into it. Right. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a thing that we were sitting around saying, how can we make money doing saddle hunting? It was kind of a thing where it just happened organically. It was like all of a sudden, whoa, right. we have a business. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't expect this. It just kind of happened. So for me, and I t- I've told this story before, uh, but you, Greg, never come on the podcast as um, Greg from Tethered necessarily as a guest. You've helped guest host. Everybody listening to this has probably heard you on Southern Ground at some point in time. But your actual first episode was just Greg Godfrey, this guy that's crazy about saddle hunting. It was about kayak stuff. Yeah, yeah kayaks and saddle mm-hmm. hunting and stuff. And um, and the fact of the matter is we're sitting here talking and 
talking about, you know, people coming up to you at a show or something that recognize you or whatever. Um, for you and me, our relationship started because you reached out to me. Like, you didn't have to do that. It wasn't something that you had to do, but you saw that there would be value in me using a saddle mm -hmm. in the style of hunting that I did. And that's just the overarching theme. Uh, arcing? Arching? Arching. Overarching. Over over there yep. you go. Yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever. I never was good at school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at hunting. Okay, brother? Um, but that that's the overarching theme of Tethered, right, is to get people into saddle hunting. Yep. No matter what you use. Well, I remember that I saw I saw you hunting out of your kayak, and you had that stinking uh, climbing stand on there. And I think I just sent you a message. Like, you did. Like, bro, you have got to fix yourself. You are yeah. hauling around that big, heavy thing when you could be doing it a lot more efficiently. And at that point, I was... I was deep into hunting for my kayak with the saddle. And I was like, dope, dude, there's a better way. Like, I just wanted to help you. Yeah. And it was, and that's, that's what I've noticed. I was talking, I spent a lot of time with Ernie the other day before everybody got here and we drove to Walmart and stuff. So I've never really gotten to spend time with Ernie like that, especially him being in Minnesota. Yep. It just doesn't really work out. And in our conversation, that's kind of what, what he was saying. Like, I don't care what people use. We used all kinds of saddles all the time. I'm not looking to, um, down talk anybody that's mm -hmm. creating anything new. I just want to see people in a saddle. Yep. And that's important. It's like, never been about, it's never been about that. It's always been about saddle hunting. So if you look at the mission, the mission statement on tetherednation.com, go to our website and look at it. It, I can't remember it verbatim, but it says something to the effect of the number one mission is to be a cheerleader for saddle hunting. That's the point. And then the second part of that that we tag on is that, and we want to make the best gear for saddle hunters. But the number one point is to be a cheerleader for this method of hunting because we think it's so much better. And I think we, we end it with something like, I mean, I should remember this because I wrote it, but it's something like <laughs> if, if anything that we do does not, is not a cheerleader for saddle hunting, whether you, I don't care what brand, saddle hunting as a general technique if it doesn't, if we're not cheerleading saddle hunting and it doesn't have to do with making you lighter, faster, better, stronger, more efficient, then we're not going to do it. And that's what we believe in. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that and I'm glad you recognize that because it matters to us. Yeah. And you can tell that in all the social media interaction, anything, anything that you guys say. Um, and, you know, for me as a promoter for your brand, it's important to see that. I love seeing how you guys interact with people. Because you're not, you're not writing something online and putting uh, on your website, like, we believe this, and then acting a different way. That's literally the way you act in every aspect of it. And I, I really do appreciate that as a consumer and as somebody who's, you know, I mean, every single episode we talk about Tethered. And, like, it's so easy to talk about Tethered because uh, there's no liability for me there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you feel that way. It means we're doing something right if, you know, that, that people are seeing it for what it is. That, yeah. You know, we're just out there to help people. I, I think it also, it's important. I know there's going to be people, I can just see it in my head as they're hearing this on the airwaves. They, they're like, oh, well, they're also in there to make a profit. Or sure. they're doing the thing. Yes, obviously yeah, sure. you're there to make a profit. It's a business, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it's the way capitalism works. You right. Can't, you can't make awesome gear 
for people, right. really for ourselves. Right. We were very selfish about it. The, the way Tethered started is we wanted to make the most awesome gear for ourselves, but we couldn't because we couldn't pay for it. It was too expensive. So it was like, well, if we could sell a couple hundred of them, right. then we could get our gear and make it the way exactly the way that we wanted. Right. So, yeah, you got to make money or else you can't continue to do it. Fun thing about saddle hunting for me is the constant um, changing up that I'm doing yeah. with everything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. and I know this is for you, Greg, this is what you like to do as well. And it's really what drives your your YouTube channel and things like that is showing people different little tricks and things that you can do. But one thing I've noticed for me since I became a saddle hunter is I'm constantly thinking about like deer hunting all the time. Like yeah. I always was. But now with this, now I'm, I'm not just thinking, sitting around thinking about deer hunting. I'm thinking how can I do this right now? So I stay active throughout the entire mm -hmm. off season, getting my system working. And, and there's still like, you know, there's still some, some DIY things that you do, but I'm, I'm really excited about this show right now is because we're demoing some of the new things that are yep. going to be coming out soon to where basically somebody can go to tetherednation.com and get into saddle hunting right yep. there. Like mm -hmm. everything you need is going to be right there. Yeah. And, and I just love it. Like, I, I love everything about what you guys are doing. Well, admittedly, I'm a geardo. I mean, I mm -hmm. love it. And exactly the reasons you just laid out are exactly why. You know, once the season ends, I'm like, all right, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. How can I tweak it? And this is before Tether. This is before any of this stuff existed. You know, it was how can I make my climbing sticks? You know, that one time I was going into that spot and I dropped it and it clanked. How can I make it where that doesn't happen again? Or man, I was using this kind of strap and it didn't work or it was loud or I think I can do it lighter. And so, you know, we would figure out ways to make it lighter, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. And that's really what it boils down to. I mean, it, it keeps me busy in the off season. Um, it costs me a lot of money because I'm constantly trying new stuff. <laughs> but I mean, I've tried every single climbing method there is. I've tried them all. There's not one that I haven't used. I mean, I've repelled from trees. I've done it all. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it keeps you, it keeps you, keeps your mind sharp. It keeps you constantly thinking of new ways to improve. And like you said, it keeps you in deer season year round because now yeah. it never really ends. You just go from shooting the deer to figuring out ways to shoot the deer lighter, easier, faster, Again. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love it. it. I tell yeah. people that all the time, get into DIY projects because it'll keep your mind focused on it. And this is the ultimate DIY project because the coolest thing is the moment you think you have your entire system worked out Greg sends you a text or Parker sends you a text or Carl's fab something and yeah. it's like oh my god why didn't I think about that it's you know like mind blown <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. yeah it happens have, all the time yeah. Wait, it happened this morning yeah right like for me yeah. sitting around sitting and around we solved, talking about we it we solved a new we came up with a new idea for the predator that is gonna Walt came up with a new idea for the predator that is going to make a huge difference yeah in 2020 when we yeah. launch that thing it's gonna be awesome it's going to be, be cool. I'm actually thinking about starting a company, and I'm just going to rip that idea. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you better not. I'll sue you, bro. If you steal oh, my no. idea, I will sue you. <laughs> we were friends, Greg. Oh, man. I, I literally told Greg a while ago, we were sitting around talking at the booth, and I was like, bro, I think I'm just going to make a saddle hunting T-shirt that's themed around saddle hunting, and I'm like, I'm going to sell it because saddle hunters want saddle hunting t-shirts right absolutely and, and greg's like well i'm already doing it i'm like well i'm gonna freaking beat you to <laughs> i'm gonna beat you to it <laughs>
Yeah, so. I was talking with uh, Garrett Prawl, the DIY sportsman, yeah, last yeah. weekend. He was in Minnesota with us, hanging out at the at a little tethered family event that we had. And are we? I guess we're like. Distant, you guys are like stepchildren, distant right family, now. I guess, or something. <laughs> Redheaded stepchildren, whatever. Yeah, we only had so many beds, so we ran out of spots. There's a lot of I people cuddle. that we Listen, wanted to come. Me and Walter are like five foot nothing, bro. We That's could. true. That's true. Give us a twin size bed. And That's any excuse that you come up with. Like, I got a reason why it's not an excuse. So, so I'm talking to Garrett Prawl last week at this event, <laughs> and you talk about the competition part, and I was like, yeah, man, we're going, I'm going to Montana this year. I'm going to shoot an elk, and I'm going to shoot one out of my saddle. And he goes, Garrett looks at me, and he kind of, he's like, when are you going? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to Montana the third week of September. And he goes, yes, I'm going the second week to Colorado, and I'm going to do it first. Because I was like, I want to be the first guy to shoot a, an elk out of the saddle. And Garrett's like, nope, I'm going to beat you to it. He's like, so I'm going to have to edit it fast so I can beat you. <laughs> so great segue, actually, right there. Um, because from what I understand, the beginning of Tethered started because you guys wanted to, like, maybe sell something and pay for an elk hunt. Yep. Right? 100%. That like, was the first time I heard this today in the booth. I was mind blown that that was the case. Because yeah. I thought this was like a mind child that y'all had been working on. The fact that it evolved as organically as it did. I mean, that's just like beautiful. Yeah, so it came out of the saddlehunter.com forum. There right. was like five or six of us. Uh, DIY's Garrett Prawl was one of the ones in the, in the group. And we were – so you guys – may not remember this probably not but so we used to buy all these lone wolf tree stands and all these things mm -hmm. xop kits and we were making our own stuff and it finally got to the point where we were spending all this money and ernie who was who in tethered is like you know we could probably make one of these and we could make it exactly like we wanted talking about the predator before we called right. it the predator and he's like we could probably make it exactly like we wanted and if we could sell a couple hundred of them, we could finance it, you know, and basically right. everybody could get their, the thing that they want and it wouldn't hurt us that much. And so we were like, awesome. So we decided to do it and we started designing it and Garrett did a lot of the me um, mechanical engineering for it. Um, but that's how it started. And uh, we did, so we did basically design what is now known as the Predator. It's been through several iterations, but essentially we designed the Predator by way of private messages on saddlehunter.com. That's how it started. And then that's tethered wasn't even a thing. And then I had been working on, on my own, I had been working on an ultralight mesh saddle based on the sit drags that I was building. Cause I used to hunt out of a sit drag, but it didn't have any of the built-in safety features that were load rated. I mean, I felt confident using it, but I would never feel confident selling it. Mm -hmm. um, because it just, it's not designed for that. And so I had been working on a mesh thing, uh, a mesh saddle, uh, that was kind of built around that concept ultralight, but had some of the safety stuff built in. And Ernie had decided to do the predator cause we didn't have any money. Nobody had any money and <laughs> it was going to cost us, you know, several thousand dollars to get all the tooling made. And, to you know, we had to agree to buy so many and we were like, mm, I don't know. And Ernie said, I tell you what, I got a little bit of money set aside he said, I'll pay for everything. You guys can buy everything you want at my cost. And then, you know, we'll sell the rest to, to fund, fund everything. And I'll get my money back that way. So we're like, okay, cool, deal. Um, so the Predator was basically hammered out. And then I had been working, like I said, on the saddle thing. And I don't remember the exact time frame. But basically what happened, I was like, dude, why don't we just, like, figure out a way to do the same thing with a saddle? Like, 
if we sold a couple hundred of them, then we could make it like legit. I mean, cause I was just sewing them up mm-hmm. on my own. It wasn't professional or good or anything. I was like, we could just make it real. We could test it. You know, it could be load rated. We could use real climbing rated components, like serious stuff. We could make exactly what we want and then we could finance it through, you know, selling them to the saddle hunters. We sold a couple hundred of them. That was our, that was our minimum payment. We had to, we had to order, I think it was 200 or 250. Mm. I think was the minimum. And that was a lot of money. And at that point, did you think you'd be able to sell no, we 195 sure. of them? No, no, no. We went, we, we, this process took a while. We were like, eh, I don't know. Could we really do that? And we were, me and Ernie used to talk. We'd be like, what would be really cool is if we could sell enough of them, then we could get our stuff for free and maybe we could go on an elk hunt. That would be amazing. <laughs> and we were like, nah, that's, that's a bridge too far, bro. I don't think, I don't think we could do that. And then once we decided to go for it, it kind of took on a life of its own. But that's how it started. It was literally a bunch of dudes on private messages online just coming up with ideas. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's literally that simple. What was the point? What was the first point where you had, like, the first inkling that maybe this is going to be bigger than we thought it when was? When we sold the first 200, like, right away. Really? Yeah. How fast did that take? Less than two weeks. Really? Yeah. It was, like, immediate. Holy crap. Yeah. We, I and, then, you... and then we went, crap. <laughs> now what are we going to do? Right. Because what? This, this manufacturer that we were working with, they, they just didn't have the capacity. Wow. So, it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't their fault. It wasn't our fault. Right. We didn't think it was going to be a real thing. We thought we would sell a couple hundred to the guys on saddlehunter.com, and then we would – we would get our stuff for free. The people that kind of helped mm-hmm. design it, we would get some awesome saddle hunting gear for free. And then we would maybe get to go hunt an elk business achieved. Yay. And then all these orders started coming in and we were like, Holy crap, what do we do? And then the manufacturer couldn't keep up and we were, but then at that point we realized like what we're kind of onto something like people, this is resonating with people and people it's not it. people from saddlehunter.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of our orders were coming from not there. They were coming from just hunters and so that's when we kind of realized i'm gonna say i don't know this was uh, a year and a year 13 months ago i don't know so at some point not very far into it six weeks in we were like man i think this could actually be like a real business and this is like july yeah maybe july august and uh and then it and then it just kept going and kept going and kept going and we're like holy crap this is insane like right why are these people supporting us so much we don't even know what we're doing we're just having fun you right. know and then that's it was like october we launched in june june 1st 2018 we launched by october we realized that we couldn't keep doing it halfway right and we said i mean i was active duty army i still am i'm active duty army i could not I can't quit. Like the, uncle Sam does not give me the option to quit. Uh, so I can't do it. And I'm like, Ernie, bro, he's been a mechanical engineer for 20 years. And I'm like, bro, you got to quit your job. <laughs> Dude, like, is that really what you did? This, this conversation happened. I was yeah. like, I was like, bro, you got to quit your job. You got to do it. I mean, we, we had talked about this, like, Oh, maybe in three years we could like, right. We could do tether. We could do full time. We could be hunting guys full time and go around the country and hunt. It would be awesome. Uh, and then three months into it, I was like, bro, you got to quit. Right. Like it's either it's either take a risk and try to make tethered work or don't keep doing it part time for both of us and it dies. 
because at that point the orders were coming in and we just we had to do it so ernie took a risk he quit his job in december and went full-time so six months into it we had ernie doing it full-time like 100 mm. percent full-time i put in my my resignation with the army in october of 2018 so it takes about a year to get out of active duty. So I'm still in. You don't in. get a two weeks notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're listening. We're recording this podcast at the end of July, and I'm yeah. still I'm still active duty. And yeah. I put my my request to get out in October of 2018. So it's like a year long process yeah. to get out. And uh, so I took I actually I actually quit my job before Ernie did. I quit in October. Mm. It just took so me so long. Are you saying you like to sa- you like saddle hunting more than America? <laughs> I'm not oh, saying that. I'm just kidding. Nice. I'm not just saying kidding. that. Just uh, but that's kind of how it happened. It's kind of a that's it's awesome. kind of a crazy story. It's like this dream whirlwind yeah. whirlwind that happened, and that we we honestly did not plan on it. We didn't see it coming. It just that's why I say like we it found us. Like we fell into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, we wanted to start this little business of of selling a few saddles and platforms, but we had no idea that it would turn into like a real business where you could, you know, actually pay bills with it. You know? And now you're not, I don't, you may not be able to say this and you may not even know. Do you know how many you have sold since you started? I don't, but it's a lot. I mean, we've sold a lot. Sign- I mean, enough for. Uh, it's enough. To, we've got like. Full-time employees. Um, so we've got. Three, right? No, we got more than that. Wow. Dude, it's crazy. We're in year, th- we're in month 13 in July because we launched June 1st, 2018. So we're 13 months into it. We went from zero to now we've got Mike full-time. We've got Cody part-time. We've got Chris. So let's just do full-time. we got Mike, Chris, Ernie, Greg's about to be. Then we got, um, we just hired Jared Schaefer. We just hired Carl Kasuth. You just hired Jared too? Jared full-time. Oh, God, that's starting awesome. Good in, starting August 1st, Jared. he's yeah. full-time. That's awesome. Carl Kasuth, the guy that helped us do all the prototyping in the beginning that had a lot to do with kind of the innovative things that we came up with was Carl. He's a genius. And he's starting September 1st. So that's six people. I mean, we've got like, plus Ernie's wife, Val, who is not technically full-time, but she basically works full-time. Yeah. uh, So in my short little time with Ernie, kind of one-on-one yesterday, the, the, the lady doesn't stop working right so we needed more of these exhibitioner or yeah like these exhibitor not exhibitioner (laughs) exhibitor i don't know what an exhibitioner is you did i don't think you want that (laughs) your wife was better not listen to this one (laughs) what show were you at this weekend (laughs) exhibitioner so the exhibitor badges we needed more of them right there was only like three of them and we need more to get everybody in literally ernie calls like i we had already tried they were like no you can't get more once you once you get so many, you can't get more. Ernie calls his wife, and, like, within 10 minutes, I was hanging up in the in the little uh, pole thing. Uh. <laughs> you were an exhibitioner on the pole? I was an exhibitioner on the it. pole. You're looking into career change, too, bro. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't get – I'll probably get fired from my ministry job if anybody listens to this. Yeah. So uh, if you look to hire anybody else full-time, Greg, naked, I'd be Naked I'd be podcasting on a pole. Go ahead. Yeah, man. anyway, so good. – by the time I had gotten off, we had three more badges because the lady, like, gets stuff done. And that's what Ernie said. He's like. She's amazing. In, yeah. in, in a loud voice, Ernie says, um, my wife gets stuff done. Yeah. So without Val, uh, Tether doesn't exist. I mean, she's, she's amazing. Without, without Mike, who is our fulfillment manager, that mm-hmm. if you've received a package from, from Tethered, Mike has touched it. 
I mean, he has his hands in everything. Yeah. He's he's awesome. So without those two folks, uh, it doesn't exist. And it, it, you know, I'm constantly just humbled and in awe and very, very, very grateful that I somehow figured out a way to work myself in as a part of this thing because it's it's pretty cool. It's and it's, it's so a cool. fun it's a fun adventure for sure. It's so cool because they're all great people. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's the that's the impressive part about this is just everybody is just so genuine and, 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 and down to earth and, and awesome. It's like I, I was nervous to meet Ernie. I just get anxiety when I meet Ernie's new people. Ernie's great. Hey, I walk up. I'm like, hey, man, I'm Walt. He goes, yeah, I know. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ernie could be friends Done. with a brick wall. <laughs> Ernie, yeah. Ernie's yeah. awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah. And he gets so animated, dude. He's, he's talking awesome. about products, and he's he's bouncing around. I'm like, oh, this is my kind of dude, because I get wired like I, that, too. I'm used to talking to Southerners most of the time, yeah. right? And you got this guy from Minnesota coming up yep. here. He's actually from Idaho, and he transplanted to okay. Minnesota. well. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, who lives in Idaho? Is that even a real state? <laughs> I don't think people just hunt in Idaho. I, it's a big WMA. I don't <laughs> think there's any, anyone there. So Potatoes. We're in Walmart yesterday, and, you know, I mean, when Ernie talks, it's not quiet, right? Because he's, Oh, my he's, gosh, he's, he's loud. Northerner. Ernie, if you're listening to this, bro, you got to control your volume. <laughs> so we're in there, and I'm like, I'm like okay, man, cool. He, he'd be talking, and we're talking. I'm like, they heard you, like, in Sporting Goods, bro. <laughs> so we're at ATA last year and there was a bunch of us and we we uh it was late it was like nine o'clock ten o'clock at night we hadn't eaten dinner and uh that was probably i don't know there were seven or eight this is a big group mm-hmm. of us so we're trying to look for this place to eat we can't find any everywhere we go in it's like a two-hour wait it's already late we're like no screw this so we find this one really expensive restaurant <laughs> i'd never heard of it we're somewhere in where were we in louisville louisville kentucky and there's some fancy restaurant everybody's in like suit and tie they let us in. We're a bunch of bow hunting, saddle hunting maniacs. And that was their first mistake is they let us in. And so we go in and we take over this table. And Ernie, you know, he, he had a beer or two. And he was, man, he was getting loud. You've heard it. I mean, yeah. he's telling this story and it gets real loud. And I was like, and we kept saying, like, Ernie, calm down. And the guys, the guys uh, they were sitting a, 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 a little bit away from us. They were like the the VIPs from Hoyt or Matthews, like a big boat, like a big bow company, like mm-hmm. one of those two. And they're friends with a friend of mine named Taylor Chamberlain, who was happened to be sitting there eating with us. And he, Taylor's like, he was like, he the guy came up to, he's <laughs> like a vice president of Hoyt, I think is who it was. He came up to Taylor and was like, Taylor, who was that guy you were eating with? Man, he loves saddle hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's so loud. Uh, but he's a great dude. I love Ernie. I love Ernie to death. He is a good dude. I uh, I never really – I met him at Saddlepalooza, but you guys are running all over the place at Saddlepalooza. Yeah. yeah. Getting to spend some time with him here. Super yeah. busy. He's just a he's just a solid he dude. He seems man. like the kind of guy that you, you would call one day and be like, I've got this problem. I'll fix it later, but, you know, this is weird. And then, like, three weeks later – I could see him like having fabbed something to, yes. so, to solve that problem. That's who yeah. he is. He's like you a know. mad scientist. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a, it's like challenge accepted. So the dude has a degree in physics. He has, no his, he has his undergraduate in physics and then he has, I, I'm going to misquote it, but he's super smart, super educated. And, and he just, he's really bright and he's got this mind that never stops. He always is coming up with creative, simple ways to solve problems. He's just, Ernie's a good dude. He's as good as it comes. I wow. Mean, I love that guy. He's awesome. That's cool. So going into going into business with Ernie, had y'all ever actually met in person? No. Before you started Tethered? No. That's well, I, yes, we had before we started. I mean, I 
So I don't know. So that's a, so that's, a, that's an interesting conversation about how people meet and interact online mm-hmm. now. I mean, yeah. people people date online now. They get married online now. They they make friends online. I mean, they game together online. All their friends are online. It's so like, you're like online business dated. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Through well through saddlehunter.com, we had been friends. If if that's what you call someone that you talk to daily, you swiped I mean, right. We, we swiped right, I guess. I don't know what that means, but uh, no, I, I do. But yeah, so we had been talking for years, years online yeah. as friends, you know, helping each other uh, build stuff, mm-hmm. coming up with ideas for way to, ways to do things lighter, faster, better, stronger. And, and yeah, and then we came up with the idea in like, I'm going to say, I might butcher this timeline, but I'm going to say like November, December. 2017 is when we said hey we're gonna do something Mm -hmm. like this is gonna happen and then we met for the first time in person when he came down to saddle palooza in february 2018 wow so that's the first time you ever met in person but we had already been working through a lot of this stuff yeah but then it was kind of like a test out kind of deal like like i can imagine if you if you met a a girl or a guy online and you were going to go on a date and mm-hmm. you kind of want to yeah. meet him and feel out the situation a little yeah. bit. So that was kind of like, we, we hadn't officially done anything or said well. we were going to make a business, but it was like, well, let's just, let's meet at Saddle Hunt or at Saddle Palooza and let's just see how it goes. And then he was awesome. He was, mm-hmm. he's a good dude. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's how it happened. That's, and then, that's, I mean, me and Walton, we've talked probably every day. Did you say? Just dang near. Yeah. Almost on the phone every day. Yeah. We text every day for sure. Absolutely. With me, you, and Adam in that, yep. in that group chat. So, yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is the best thing I ever did was start this podcast. And, and I mean that purely from a selfish standpoint. I, I'm no lie. All of my closest friends in the outdoors right now, I have met through the yeah. podcast. That's how I Seriously, feel. All Seriously. All of them. I was thinking the other day, the only friend that I've got that I've known that I met before I did the podcast is Leighton, my original co-host. He's the only one that I still keep up with today that I met through traditional means. Well, and yeah. see, I'm very, I am very obsessive about things. Yeah, me so too. So it's my personality. Yeah, I, I know you guys are too. And it's like, like, I don't just get a kayak and use it a couple times right. on a lake. And I'm like, yeah, like I go crazy. Mm-hmm. I figure out the best kayak and the best way to mod it and yep. add back. I just go crazy with it. And I, I'm the same way about everything. My wife, it drives my wife crazy. Cause I, I can't just do something like I have to take it to the extreme. Right. And people in the real world, like they don't, they don't hunt, they don't hunt that way. Right. So like all the people that I know where I live in Georgia, I mean, I'm sure they're great people, but they're just casual about it. Right. And I, the only people that I've ever met uh, that are as extreme as me are people that I've met online yep. through Saddle Hunter, yep. through podcasts, through YouTube, and stuff like that. Yeah, that was the same thing. I I, I made a meme, so I make it a, a point, right, to not share anything on Southern Ground social media. That's a meme mm-hmm. unless I made it. So let's oh nice. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. But I made the one that says uh, when you're at the Fourth of July cookout and no, all your friends are tree stand hunters. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> the, was, that? The, was it like uh, uh, it, was, it was narcos, narcos yeah, crying. Yeah yeah, 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 I remember. And that. He's sitting on the swing, um, but it's so true. Like there, true. the reason it's funny is because it's true. Like I, I work at a church in a town in the south, and a lot of people deer hunt, right? Yeah. But I have maybe, I mean, it's a big church in my town. I probably have one or two people 
that I can call up because I'm geeking out about some new saddle right. gear or kayak stuff or yeah. public land camera hunting gear. stuff. Yeah, Podcast camera gear. gear. Yeah, yep. well, I mean, I'd call one of you guys or somebody yep. that, you know, somebody yeah. that I met on Saddle Hunter or something like that. Yeah, yep. and so, I mean, that I've actually never heard that take on it of, like, why it's so easy to meet some of your closest yep. friends online and, you've ne- and you never actually met them in yeah. person is because you to find people in the niche that yeah. that you're into that's what you have to do yeah well uh, you meet plenty of hunters yeah uh, you don't meet compatible hunters it's like dating yeah it really is like dating i i my wife well not so much but other people have been like oh you need to meet my brother because he's an avid deer hunter and then you meet the dude and he never sights in his gun and you know he's like oh i lost six deer last year because i shot him and couldn't and couldn't find him it's like okay well we're not compatible you know it's like or I hunt every year for, you know, the opening day and the last day. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you're not going to be my hunting buddy. You now, know? I'll say this. I like talking to those people a lot more than uh, people who just like to play tennis as a hobby. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. sure, like, yeah. But it so, doesn't mean you're going to call them on, uh, when you go to the store and get your new brand new Hawk Heliums, right? right. Like, you're yeah. not going to call that dude and geek out. Right. Yeah, I you're like, I'm going to cut him down and pay him. And he's like, what are you talking Why? about? Why would you do that? <laughs> you what just bought him, dude. You're going to ruin them? <laughs> yeah, that's actually the question. What sticks? What are sticks? those? <laughs> yeah. Man, it's my my double man, my two man, uh, two man ladder stand. Yeah, ladder stand. <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, it's I a know. thing, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. it just isn't my style, you know. So, that's cool. I I've never actually thought about that. Like, you yeah. can find compatible people a lot easier now online. We need to make that yeah. app. Findhuntingbuddies.com or oh something like Lord, that. Oh Lord, that sounds scary. It does. There is a Facebook page that I'm a part of, right? Because I thought it was something else. <laughs> it's called Hunting for Connections. I saw that. Right? <laughs> I was like, connections within the hunting industry is what I, and you're a part of it. I know. And, and so they released this thing the other day, like, no, we have a Facebook page that's that's kind of that, but we have an app now, and it's a hunting dating app. Yeah, and I've been posting hunting all my stuff there trying to network with people. Yeah, and they just think <laughs> you're trying to... Hook up. Interesting. <laughs> but you're both still members, so that says something it's, about you. They, well, they, they don't, they they don't delete it. There. Yeah, I was they to don't say. delete it. So I get several well. hundred views every time I share something. There. I'm like, oh, that's free publicity. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you know, they're sitting there like, oh, this asshole. He's trying to cheat on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ashley Madison of the hunting world. Oh, is what no. that is. That's terrible. <laughs> well, that would have some something more... Uh, It'd be like the Chris Brackett for connections or something like that. If oh, it was no. National Madison. Are we going to talk about that? Oh, I don't no. think we should. Should we? No. I don't think we should. Yeah. No, but we can talk about. Here's what we can talk about. So we talked about your goal, right, of paying for an elk hunt. Yeah. But I nice think we all way. have big, big falls coming up. Is that a That's oh, a, that was a That was a, my segue? That was a meat eater level segue okay. that was yeah. well you know me and steven Rinella, we're a lot alike in a <laughs> lot of ways bros, huh? yeah we're, we're homies um <laughs> but i know we all have some pretty big plans coming up yeah. for the fall especially greg this is your first year going to be in full-time tethered and you know, the elk trip is happening right i'm this about to lose my wife because of all the hunting trips that well, i've lined up hunting for connections <laughs> yeah is a great <laughs> <laughs> that was a great yeah, segue good one yeah that was You're a good um, one yeah yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm. I asked you yesterday. I said, "How does how does your wife feel about all these hunting trips?" Yeah, because that like for me like like I I try to go on, which I have a job, right? So that that's really you all do? of it. But strangely <laughs> enough, yes, I do. Um, my wife is she is so <clears throat> cool. Like she wants me to pursue anything that I want to pursue, no. any passion that I have. 
Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like my job, <laughs> we won't pay you if you don't be here yeah, on yeah, these yeah. times, yeah. you know? And so, um, like being able to do that full time, it able to free, free up your schedule a whole lot more yeah. to be able to, to go on some of these trips. So we'll start with you, Greg, if you want to. Well, what, and kind of, I mean, that, that kind of is my job, you know, my job is kind of like to go hunt now yeah. and, and kind of be a cheerleader for saddle hunting and mm-hmm. what better way to do it than to show it in cool places. So, right. yeah, I'm very, very fortunate and I do not take this for granted because I mean, I lost several hunting seasons when, you know, being active duty, I was, you know, deployed or whatever and training exercises. I mean, I lost several hunting seasons and I know how much it sucks. So I'm very, very grateful to uh, find myself in this position of being able to go and hunt a lot this year. So I'm going to get the hunt, man, all over. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm hunting, I'm hunting the Atlanta suburbs. I'm hunting out in, uh, Missouri. I'm probably going to hunt in Illinois. I'm probably going to hunt in DC. I'm probably going to hunt in Michigan. I don't like you anymore. And of course I'm going to hunt in <laughs> Southeast Georgia and near Savannah oh where God. I am. It's going to be insane. I'm so excited about it. Have you ever hu- hunted the suburbs of Atlanta? I have. I hunted there last year. It's uh, a blast. Yeah. That's I what I got to do. I cannot I wait. I killed my first deer in Georgia. It, I had to wait for it to clear uh, a house, like um, a, like an old yeah. trailer house. I had to wait for it to clear that. The first buck I killed in Georgia was just like that. Yeah. I saw him. He went around the trailer house and came out where I could shoot him. That's awesome. It, it's, so, it's just a neat aspect. And now I'm like miles away from civilization and there's not people around on public land, but that aspect of it is pretty cool. And the stuff in the suburbs, it's kind of like, you know, a a half acre lot that happens to be wooded. You know, you found this old widow that's got the land or somebody that lives in Timbuktu Mm -hmm. and they just own this piece of property and you get permission to hunt it. And it joins like all these creeks and stuff that cut through neighborhoods. And if you get the right spot, it's like idiot proof. You know, they don't have a choice. They've got to come through there. And we're hunting some spots like that in Atlanta. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, cool. And then we're going to go to, well, and I forgot I'm going to Montana. So yeah, I'm going I was to Montana. About to say that. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's in September. Going to Montana to hunt elk. Um, third week of the third week of September. Going to Mon- Northwest Montana, right on the Idaho border, and going to do that. And, and the goal for that trip, right? The goal for that trip is to get one out of my saddle. To kill an elk, be the first person that. That I know that of. anybody knows, or maybe of. on film, maybe it's right. been done before, but I've never seen it. So what we've got to do, though, is we got to come up with with Facebook groups, right, fan pages, because <laughs> there's there's Team Garrett Prawl, yeah. and then there's Team Ernie, and then Team Greg, <laughs> yeah. right? That's who's we're, in we're this all trying to do it. And and Garrett's got a head start on Garrett, me, I think. Garrett's got a head start, but he is hunting uh, DIY in Colorado, which is he and Hard he did to do. He, and he in over the counter. He yeah. didn't draw a tag in one of the really good units in Colorado. So I would say uh, me and Ernie have a leg up on him because we're hunting with the guide. So we're hunting with the guide, and it's, there's just better elk there. It's just flat out. Northwest Montana, is it's better elk hunting than because sure. I've hunted in Colorado, and I've hunted in Montana, and Montana's better. Um, so we I feel like we have a leg up, but Garrett is freaking awesome. And he's a good hunter. Yeah. 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 Not that you're not. You are. Yeah, he's good. Greg. You want to talk about the type that's obsessive about things? Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, I y- love that guy. Go back and check out his YouTube channel over the last six years. There's like a theme to everything that he's done getting into saddle hunting, and he's just been super consistent about just improvement after improvement, fabbing. It doesn't even have his like 
three like a three D printer in his basement yep. now yeah. that he's printing stuff out. Yep. Yeah, and he's got a homemade CNC machine. Right. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Let's say that again. A homemade CNC <laughs> machine. I mean that that's the ultimate DIY project right there. I mean that's just incredible. He posts to me. stuff, man, on Facebook on social media like graph charts about his arrow setup. I'm like, I'm stupid. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> I just go to the end. I'm, I just go I to the end. And, 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 and he's and he's like, so this is why I like this arrow more. I'm like, okay, great, because I didn't understand yeah. any of it's that. Like, just tell me what to buy, cosine. <laughs> You did all the testing. Just tell me what to buy, bro. <laughs> and put this in a link in the bottom. Yeah, you know, if I need if if I need to t- prove your prove your work. Yeah, I, but for for purposes of this conversation, we all hate Garrett, <laughs> and we want him to fail miserably. <laughs> so I can be first. I don't know, and man. I'm kind, too, of, I'm kind of pulling for Garrett on this deal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't know, man. That Florida cracker from Minnesota that's out there. I swear, he's. It, I've had three people tell me that Minnesota is the Florida of the Midwest. Okay. I is, can see that. Yeah, is yeah, that I can true? See that. Yeah, and these were all people from the Midwest that I have can been see to that. Florida that said that. I could see that. Like yeah. as far as deer hunting is concerned, or hunting in general, like, like target rich like personalities. No personalities. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I got yeah, you. yeah. Like this, I'm going to do it myself. I'm not paying somebody to like to fat yeah. this kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. That That's DIY Ernie. spirit. That's Ernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I might have to pull for him. He's just a redneck engineering yeah. master. Yes. Yes. Redneck engineering. That was what I was looking for. What would be your baseline for success? You've got a dozen hunts lined up or however many, what do you need to feel like you did did something this so year? So I want to shoot – my goal for this season is to shoot four bucks and two does. Wow. Yeah. I want to shoot two, two and a bucks. And a bull. Yeah. And a bull, yeah. yeah. Would, I you shoot, sh- would you shoot a cow if it walked out on its last day? No. Really? No. Oh. No, I wouldn't. I would. I would You too. can't <laughs> shoot a big one if you shoot a little one. Well, you know. Whatever. Or you can't shoot a bull if you shoot a cow. So You said last day, though, right? Last day. Last five minutes of shooting light. Your hunt's over if you don't mm. take that cow. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it, though. I'd hammer down. Yep. I doubt it. Especially yep. if we already had meat. Like if Ernie shot one or something, we already okay, had meat well, or something. Okay, well, that's true. Yeah, so you're maybe. depending on Ernie to shoot one. Ernie? It sounds like he's already no. given up the battle. Do you see how he defaulted? <laughs> Man, I'm getting one? irritated with you guys. <laughs> well, here we right didn't. Now. Get, we didn't get invited, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that. Is back it, to square one. Greg? I think you need to go talk to the <laughs> professional about this, Parker. You got, got a little chip on your shoulder about this. Whatever. You know, <laughs> he's not <cool>. bitter. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 cool. I had a baby that week, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna invite you, but you know, you had a baby. Moving. So. You know, he was moving too, and you whatever. can't you know try and pull him away from that. Yeah, because yeah. we did invite you. You did invite me. And you were like, no, I'm, I'm buying a house. Is that how I talk? Yeah. yeah. Is that how I when talk? You're, when you're salty about things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, you know. Pretty close. Priorities. That's what I'm trying to so say. So four, four bucks, two does, yep. and a bull. I want to shoot two bucks in Georgia, and then I want to shoot two bucks in one of these amazing states yeah. that I'm going to. And so the one of those two, <coughs> excuse me, that's not going to be uh, – It's gonna if I'm shooting it, it's mm-hmm. going on the wall. Is going to be a show enough toad, sure. um, but I want to kill my two bucks in Georgia, one in the suburbs hopefully, and then one in in southeast Georgia. I've got one that I call the marsh gra- marsh grass buck oh. that I've been after for two years. I, and I saw him mom. last year yeah. in and Georgia. Yeah, yeah he's Pope and Young. I saw him last year. He's Pope and Young, and public land. Uh, I know where he lives. I've had him on camp on trail camera in twenty. 17 i never saw him i had him on trail camera public land 2018 i narrowed i narrowed his his living room down and i was hunting his living room and i had him had him at 30 freaking yards i still don't know what happened but anyway i didn't get an arrow in him but i want to kill that buck this year assuming he's still there i haven't checked my cameras um i'll check those cameras in like 
the last week of August, maybe, maybe the first week of September, because our, our season starts September 15th. Yeah. Um, so I'll check those and see if I got him back in there. Hopefully he's still in there. And if he is, I'm shoot, I want to shoot that buck. So not just any buck, I want to shoot that buck, and then I want to shoot one in the suburbs, and then maybe I'll get one in, like, one of the other places I'm going. If one you, or two. If you haven't hunted deer in those salt marshes of Georgia, dude, that's addictive. That's addictive. It's like a whole little, like, microcosm of creeks and channels and palmetto yeah. lines. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. That's what I grew up on. And it's hard to hunt. Yeah. It's it hard is. to hunt. It is. It's but then so once thick. you start to figure it out, it's like the palmetto lines are your, your ridges and yep. your stuff like that. It's yep. is, really it, is it similar to, like, what we were in at Saddlepalooza? It's the same. The yeah. same thing? It's the same. A little yeah. less swampy. Not okay. quite as swampy. Tidal. More, more. So the, the piece where I found this guy is closer to the coast. So it's a little bit more salt marshy, like yep. like Walt is talking about. So real similar, you know, 80% the same. Okay. And where he lives, he lives in this, you wouldn't even think he lived here. It's like this little creek, and it's bordered by the salt marsh, and I know I know exactly where he's living. I just hope he has, I hope he didn't get killed. The last time I saw him was October or November of last hunting season and there was still plenty of season left so he could have gotten killed um so if he made it through i gotta believe i got a good chance of finding him in there again right if he didn't get shot so if you had to choose one i guess we can do this for everybody if you had to choose one of those things that you achieve right if you oof, what are you gonna pick oof man full out Man, I think I'd like to kill the marsh grass buck. Really? I, I'm, yeah. I'm right there. If I was in your shoes, I'd yeah. be the exact I think same. I, I think that one, and if in the second place, would probably be a bull elk. Because that's got investment, right? Yeah, but that bull elk, that, mm, yeah, okay. I guess I see it both ways. The way I look at it is like, that Pope Young buck, he already made it this far. He's probably going to make it one more year. He could. And it's like the elk hunt is your dream thing that has come into yeah. being. It's like I feel uh, – I could see it both ways because also a Pope and Young buck in Southeast Georgia is like front page of you, and that's like, whew. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Ernie, that was our gift. That was their gift to ourselves for mm-hmm. like crushing our souls <laughs> as we launched with full time <laughs> jobs and trying to launch Tether. Yeah. We were like, you know what? We earned it. Yeah. We we weren't taking salaries, nothing. Everything was going back trying to make it a real thing, and we said, but you know what? We're doing this. We earned it, and so we bought ourselves the elk hunt. Awesome. And so that would be really cool to connect on that yeah. too, because there would be a lot of story that fed into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's that probably really in a video. It would be awesome in yeah. video form. That'll be yeah. yeah, killer. It'd be really cool. Have you offered to be cameraman? You know what? No, they hired Jared. Oh, that's right. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Jared is. I was going to say he is a lot better cameraman. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I love yeah. Jared. Jared's he, awesome. He's a cool guy. If he weren't from West Virginia, he'd be awesomer. But <laughs> since better. he's from yeah. West Virginia, you know, his family tree doesn't fork. So I don't know if he's, you know, he's quite all there sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, Jared's a good dude. Talk about I'm another dude I talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. I yeah. talk to Jared a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. I love so, that guy. So, um, it's a good segue on that because. Well, where are you guys going? So. We only talked about me. I. And, well, you want to go, Walt? You sure. Can go. You yeah. go, Walt. I, I, want, I don't want to hog it up. My year's going to be very simple. I, 
<clears throat> as it, all the listeners know, I, for the last three years I've been planning an elk hunt. This year yep. I'll be going. You're going to Colorado. I will not have a tag. It's going to be a tag along, get the gear in shape, figure out what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not physically You're ready gonna yet. You're going to see a monster, and he's going to be at 10 yards. I know. And, I know. and the guy that with the tag is going to be away from you. <laughs> I, and you're know. Gonna be, oh! I know. Yeah. Yeah. So my uncle's going to have a tag. My best friend's going to have a tag. My best friend's going to be just as gassed as I am. Rifle or archery? Archery. It'll okay. be, it will be there for 10 days, three days before the, the opener of the season, seven days afterwards. Yep. Um, it's going to be hot. <clears throat> it's going to be warm. It's going to be hot. Yeah. But I, I just I just can't think it's going to be like Florida hot. So like when people are like, tell me. Different. Yeah, and Different. it's like when people like tell me hot. It's like it can't be as bad as Florida. No, it's you know? not. But it's it's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, like have 0% you done? Have humidity. you hunted before? No, this would be my first time going out west. I told myself I would not go out west until I've built a house because I knew I knew good and damn well I was not coming back. I can just I, I just <laughs> see those photos. I'm like, that's where I'm supposed to be. So I needed to have roots here. My first duty station in the army uh, was Fort Carson, Colorado, which is in Colorado Springs, and I loved every minute of yeah, it. We're not I would have stayed there forever yeah. if they'd have let me. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's just the weather's great. I mean, there's always something to do. Right. It's just great. I love Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. wife won't go back. It's too far away from her family. But I would, I would move to Denver that fast yeah like i love that place but outside of that i don't have anything really planned this year is going to be a lot of uh getting to know my area hammer in my area um as all the listeners know i've gone about three years without a deer i gave up one year for my master's a second degree a year for my cpa we'll let them go by yeah there's loads of beer going that's, that's by for us, us right by now. the way is that going to our booth? Yeah, okay. I think it's going to our booth. Uh, <laughs> but uh, year three, I, I did a lot of hunting, learning the public land. I got really close several times, didn't connect. So this year is about, like, you know, resetting my name, for lack of better words, right? Like, it's been the running joke that I don't kill anything. It's like, <laughs> oh, if you don't hunt, it doesn't happen, you know? Um, my goal is to kill four deer with a bow on public land in Florida. Cool. I mean, uh, Buck, doe, whatever. Doesn't matter. Four. First four legal deer that walk out are going to die. I only four get Four walking stakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I get five tags, three of which can be bucks. Two yeah, can be so does. Florida switched Dude, it up. I'm so excited about that. That's I'm so crazy. excited about it's that. It's crazy. I mean, I grew up in Florida, and you could shoot anything Dude, you my wanted. Neighbor, my neighbor tells me he shoots 11 to 14 deer a year. And he turns like almost all of it into smoke. Well, it's sausage. legal. You can I shoot know, but, two deer but a but day ridiculous. for four months, and all of them are bucks. So you're just throwing the buck to doe ratio all out of whack. So your population yeah. is never going to recover. Two deer a day for four months. I no. think that's what what is legal in the state of was legal it is, it in was, the state of Florida. Now, did they did they technically technically it's seven months because if you're crazy enough to be if you were down in South Florida and you were willing to travel, okay, for yeah. seven months, you yeah, can you shoot can hunt. So we started in October when I mean both season started October fifteenth generally. So November. Yep. November, December. December, January, and then it ended in so almost four months. Yep. You could shoot two deer a day. <laughs> That's yep. insane. Did they change? And you the don't have to check them in. Nothing. Yes, the antler restrictions went into play, into play two years prior. Right. So I knew now that. It's, now I was it's like three say. points. They haven't. They haven't upped that. I think they should up that a little bit. Kind of. What in areas? They, what do they have to be a fork? It depends. There's like five deer management units, um, and each one of them is different. I, I like the idea where they went because they focused on areas that can produce What's better What's the panhandle crops. up where you are? It's in two zones. The top is uh, two on one side or a 10-inch main beam, and the bottom is uh, three on one side or a 12-inch main beam. Okay. So really minor, like, improvements, but— Basically, it, you can't shoot a spike. I mean, or a four-point or a five-point, yeah. you know, well, a five-point and one. You can shoot yeah. a spike if it's got 10-inch main yeah, beam. Yeah, right. if it was a monster right. spike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and the, as a result, a seven deer didn't die last inch. year. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a pretty big spike. It is a big it's spike. It's a big yeah. spike. Yeah, yeah. So, Florida, I would say, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a big spike. Yeah. I had no less than seven, eight encounters with bucks around my stand that were little five points, little six points, you know, little Florida basket racks, but the points also have to be an inch. And it's like you're sitting at 30 yards, you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, now I see that third point. It's like, eh, was he really big? Yeah. You know, what, is he legal? And that, and that, that, that achieved their effect, which is that deer got another year, you know, um, potentially. So and then the doe days, you have bow season to hunt does, and then you get five days, and they're all around Thanksgiving or Christmas. So if you have Thanksgiving or Christmas plans, you're not shooting does. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's it's a weird scenario, but uh, I'm bound to determine during bow season to hammer my does. So I'm going to crank my two does out, and then the first three legal bucks I see, I'll probably hold on to that fifth tag because I've got some really good late season quotas this year, okay. and I had really. Did I tell you about the buck that got shot? I had that near miss. I told you about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get to draw, shut right. back on him, told everybody, right. swore up and down he was a 100-plus-inch buck. I Conservative number, a 100-plus-inch buck. Talked to a game warden a month, uh, about a month ago is when we had this conversation. I told him, and he told me, yeah, there was a kid that, that killed an 11-point back there. And I was like, oh, man, that's a big deer. He said, yeah, it was 154 inches. Whoa. And I went, dude, that's monstrous. And he shows me the photo, and it's a gigantic buck. All this character. 150 pickers, in Florida 154. Is like, 154. I want to say that that and I happened. Said, and, I said, and I said, dude, where did that happen? And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. He's like, it was on blank WMA, wasn't it? He said, yeah. I said, it was in blank bottom, wasn't it? He goes, yeah. I said, he killed that the week at the very last hunt of the season, didn't he? He said, yeah. I said, I was in that bottom the week before, and I saw that deer. It's the exact Man, same. so your estimate was way off if you well, just but, thought but, he was 100. You know, everybody who sees something says, oh, well, he's exaggerating because he didn't get it in his hands. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I told everybody, I've got an 84-inch buck on the wall, and he dwarfed it by at least 20 inches. Yeah. At least 20 inches. Because then I knew I would never be off. Yeah. He was monstrous. I've never seen a buck that big in Florida. <laughs> that happened the week that I was in Florida. Cause I Probably. Remember, I remember texting you, and you're yeah. like, I had a, a big deer. Yep. Close. Biggest deer I've ever seen. Yeah, that's and a I was waiting, dude. I was waiting because I want to say that it was still somewhere around. It was when you were texting me. Yeah, and well, what was, happened? What was what? Ha- what? what so went wrong? I, I picked a random bottom, and this area has got some decent topography. On I, the I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I, mean. and I picked the so there was a top trail and there's a bottom trail, and then the bottom trail had a slight one just behind it, about another 20 yards, and I felt like I was too close to that bottom trail, and I said, okay, if I push up to the, the to the mid trail on What's this your ridge, weapon here, bow, bow, bow. Okay. Um, if I push up here, he won't catch my wind, and if he comes down the bottom trail, I'm good. Well, I underestimated the distance between that little subset trail. Because he was and that walking big that little faint trail. And he was running that little faint trail, and yep, he stayed at 50 yards. He stayed 50 yards. At, and I had a 50 yard pin. I would have taken a shot at 50 Man, yards. That sucks. But he stayed at 50 yards, and he weaved, and there was one patch of palmettos. And if he goes left, he's out of sight out of bow range for sure if he goes right he's at 30 yards by the time he hits the clearing and of course he goes left of course he did and i grunted and i do do he didn't he never picked his head up he had his nose on the ground and he was just one step after another come from 200 yards out i could see him coming down through the bottom and it was a deer and i got to watch him for about another 100 yards go by and i was almost in tears i was almost in tears and this is during rifle season right no no it was a it was a it was a bow quota hunt Bow quota hunt. It was a bow quota hunt. And, and, and I, I talked myself out of being in the other stand, and in which case I would have been a 20-yard broadside shot. He would have walked by. Oh, man. And, it, and people are like, oh, it's a game of inches. It's a game of inches. It's like it's a game of decisions yeah, is what sucks. it is. And that, that one decision, I got a little cold feet because I thought, well, if he goes up that ridge up there, my scent's going to carry up out of this bottom because we had a really strong north wind coming down into that bottom, and the, and the milkwood was just blowing right up that ridge. And I played it too conservative. It was my last hunt of the season. I should have been more aggressive, so. Mm. Yep. Well, you learned something. Yep. And I can't say for sure that that was a 140-inch buck, but it helps validate 
what I was telling people when I came on the podcast, you know, it was, and, and telling people afterwards, I was sick to my stomach. And it doesn't even matter if it was the same buck. Right. I mean, it, it just matters. Those genetics are obviously in that area. And if he's that big, I yeah. mean, that's an old deer for that area. Dude, so it he, blew my mind. He had some kids. Blew so. my mind. I've never been more sick about not having an opportunity. Well, the shoot. cool thing is, is there's more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. buck was in that area because yeah. it was the safest spot for him to yeah. be. And, so. you know, and you know the best part about it? Everybody I was hunting that bottom, they're like, oh, there's nothing but hogs down there. There ain't nothing but hogs down there. Nobody would touch it. I was like, <laughs> oh. So if y'all hadn't been in there, there's going to be a deer in there. And sure enough, there were. There you go. So There'll be one in there I next love year, too. spots like that, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's nothing worth being down there for? Okay, cool, buddy. You I have love fun. spots like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What about you? We're running up on an hour. we got to get back to that booth. All right. So, um, I'm Has it been an hour already? Yeah, dude. 59, 59 minutes. I have been um, trying to figure out the priorities, like we talked about, like, what I want to do the most, um, definitely Kentucky. So anybody yeah. who follows the podcast. Early season. Early yep. season, yeah. I'll start off there in 49 days from right now, I think. And um, anybody who follows podcast or YouTube channel um, from me, you know that Kentucky was probably the biggest struggle of my life, right? I went into it with a lot of confidence last year and because there's deer everywhere. Like, they're, they're on every corner. There's deer. And I just could not make it happen. And part of that, I, I will blame it on a climber. I was not able to get where I wanted to be at because there wasn't trees to climb. I sure. called you, Greg, in like after a morning hunt one day. Actually, you called me. I texted you, and you called me, and I was just pissed. I was just mad because I couldn't get where I needed to be at, and I didn't have my saddle yet. So um, Kentucky, Velvet Bucks, hunting with Jared Schaefer, Grant Lemon, um, oh, you're gonna get to hunt with Jared? Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm so be careful of that Grant dude, though. Yeah, Grant's he, a little rough. He's, he's rough squirrely. The you don't know what he's gonna do. I'm gonna make sure to get the property <laughs> lines to him so he knows the private land that he can hunt. I've heard a lot, lot of bad things about Grant Lemon. <laughs> that dude sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there. <laughs> don't even go. Don't even beat around the bush. That dude sucks. <laughs> I might hate him. <laughs> I might hate Grant. Grant, I hope you're listening. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He don't, he don't like me. I'm just kidding. I love Grant. <laughs> Hunting with those guys. Adam Cruz is going to come. Um, uh, Blake Eccles. You know Blake. Yep. He, uh, Where do I know that name from? He was the co-host of the podcast when we first started. I remember. And yep. um, the guy is gold. Like, he is literally gold. And I like I, Adam, too. I want to hunt with Adam. Adam's, I've got to I think I would Adam. get. I think I would get along with Adam. Adam's a he's good He's a little dude. sensitive. you got to be careful around him. Plus, he's a, he's a volunteer fan, so yeah. he yeah. sucks. That, that's the sensitive part. <laughs> that yeah. guy sucks. You know, I might hate him. I think I might have changed my mind just now. Um, I don't think I want to hunt with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Adam almost got struck by lightning together last year yeah. in Kentucky. You told me about that. Um, yeah. it, was, it was awesome. Um, that guy's <laughs> gold. If him and Blake can be there at the same time, I'm just I, I'm gonna be looking for Jesus somewhere because there's <laughs> there's some of the best guys in the world. And you got Jared and, and Grant. Jared and them. And, and those th guys are fun too, man. Yeah, they, I love they, them. Grant and Jared have come to uh, Saddle Palooza the last couple of years, and they're good dudes. You'll have fun oh, yeah. with them. I, I met them at Saddle Palooza, yeah. and we. Just Grant's hit it a off. riot, man. I was yeah, so yes. upset I didn't I didn't make that. I was. Yeah, and so I invited yeah, both of you guys. Oh, I'm coming. I invited both of y'all to come to Kentucky, but y'all are busy, whatever. Well, I've still got an outside chance that I might be able to make yeah. it, but it's an outside chance. Is it outside September? Chance. Yeah. No, there's no way. Yeah, Taking so off two, two weeks for, for elk, yeah. So last year, that was that was me. I, I saw big bucks. Almost every evening, I saw big bucks. I missed one on the first day. 
full velvet, beautiful eight point, probably a hundred and twenty inch eight point, but mm. I would have been more than happy with that in full velvet. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and I probably would settle for less. First time to Kentucky. I mean, yeah. that's pretty On awesome. The first day, kayak access. It would have been. I take that gold. shot ten times out of ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I was actually about to shoot a doe. And in the video, you can see there's a doe coming down the trail, and I drew back on her. I was about to shoot her. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this big eight-point walks from the other side. And you, I don't have the camera on him, but you can see my bow just go like that. And I shot, and I, he caught my movement, so he was alert. And it was bad, but now this year, going into it, knowing the place a little bit better, I feel pretty confident with that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be in Missouri uh, for Christmas this mm. year. And um, my, my, my family's got a timeshare there, and mm. hopefully we're spending Christmas there. It's not, like, 100% yet, but it's – There you go. Pretty much. That is the land of giants. And, yeah. and I want to hunt it. I will be right close to Mark Twain National Forest, and I want to hunt it. I want to try it. I may not get That's to hunt it hard list. because we'll be family, kids, everything, Christmas stuff. I want to hunt it so bad. Um, so there's that. Obviously, Alabama. Yep. Um, which I love hunting Alabama. And I, I can see why. This is, yeah. Oh, my God. Walter I've never Texas seen a me. state with more deer. I, 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 conservatively, <laughs> I almost hit 20 deer on the coming here. And by that, I mean I brought the car to a four-wheel screeching halt wow. three different times. I woke up to a text. There's so many deer in Alabama. <laughs> and I was like, said no one ever like Dude, that. it is absurd. So, Anybody who has a show in the state of Alabama and doesn't kill like five to ten deer every year, just needs to hang it up and just and and just wow that's a bold move Kyle. i'm just saying dude it's i've never seen so many deer before there, there, every it was nine o'clock next to an interstate it's like bean field bean field bean field and everywhere you look there are tails and there are deer everywhere and i'm sitting here like am i in missouri ohio where am i right now this is there the first so time anybody's deer. ever said like yeah. this something like this oh on, my on the air gosh. I, think. I was ge- dude i was almost half asleep i'm falling asleep at one point and a deer runs across the road adrenaline gets going i'm like here's how you stay awake just start counting deer like be on the lookout for deer so like i guy doesn't dude. know what looking for deer can i take my eyes off the road right now i, I don't know that's what happens with city folk driving <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly it. right yeah so you actually went through the southern part of the state which is if you look at the there's a there's a, a map in here at the expo me and greg were looking at it and it's the record like the Alabama buck record map or whatever, and it shows how many deer have come out of each oh, county. Nice. And right there in the southern portion, it's like one, two, really? three, one. And you get northern, and there, it's a lot it bigger numbers. Yeah. No, bigger numbers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like 60. So you, you're telling 80. me all, all that excitement was of, of the worst deer population in the state? Not population, size. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm, with you. Bucks. I'm with you. It's I'm with you. It's great population down right, there. Right, size right. Is, is not nearly as good. But up here, like if, if I took you on a drive through where I hunt deer at, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't see any deer. Like I can almost guarantee you, unless it was the middle of the night, we're probably not going to see any deer. Mm. Nothing. And it's just, it's just, the state is the topography down there is so different. Like it's weird, yeah. Your terrain is different. Up where I hunt is mostly mountains, but I love it. Like this is the reason yeah. I've told y'all before. I don't have any desire to go elk hunting because it gets in the way of my deer season, and I love chasing Alabama deer. Like it, there's, I'm gonna have to a, me, I'm gonna have a non-resident tag this year. To 100%. me, there's nothing better then when you have when you're holding a deer that you killed on north alabama public land like like mountain terrain it's mm-hmm. just it's just uh, like it's awesome i love yeah, it that's and great. um and i usually get to share that with my dad when he comes down we that's do awesome. a rut, we do a rutcation we'll do that um 
we've been successful the last two years that we've done it. So we've actually, we've killed four deer altogether in those in those two years. Perfect bucks, and it is for me like that's like the golden time. Yeah. And so I'm obviously going to be doing that. I'm doing I'm actually speaking at a, a men's event, um, a sports bank sportsman's banquet in uh, Indiana or Illinois, mm. Indiana or Illinois. I'm I get my I states mixed up, whatever. Um, but that's in January and may try to hunt a if they have bit, a season open if the season's open um the, the date's not set 100 percent yet but um if they have a season open another thing that i got invited to do is a hunt urban land in ohio there you go right so on. do I, it I, I got invited to do that at the beginning of october do end it. of december or end of uh, september beginning of october so that will be really cool and i'm also gonna hunt florida so are you coming back to florida yeah yeah you got a lot going on this season yeah. And, and I'm, what I'm able to do is plan those around family stuff. Mm-hmm. So all of our family yeah. lives out of town. My in-laws live in Florida. My family lives in Texas. So there's an outside chance if we don't go to Missouri, I'll hunt Texas again, which mm-hmm. that's where I was raised. I'm used to that. Um, but I'm also going to be in Florida in uh, November for Thanksgiving. And I'm that's really excited. I'm excited about it, huh? That's when that quota is. Uh, well, I'm waiting on a text message to be invited. But Now, you invited me last year. So I invited you like three weeks on the phone. Yeah. And I also made a connection with a guy, yeah. Peter Updike, who yep. um, I had on the podcast. Local he legend series. Ocala, uh, Ocala National Forest. And so, you know, just that it, it's a busy season. It may not all happen. That's what's planned right sure. now. Um, I will say this. If I could choose one thing that I could be successful in out of all those things, obviously Alabama is going to be right there because that's home. But on these out-of-state trips, one thing is going to be Florida. I knew that's where if you were I could go kill, I, I'll say this: if I could kill a legal buck in Florida, I will. If I never killed another deer out of state for the rest of my life, but I killed one in Florida, I would be like when I went and hunted Florida. That's maybe last a year, bit extreme. You need to you need to go to the land of giants and get you a wall. I think hanger. it's for him though. It's like a it's a challenge factor. Right? It, like it is. It's sure. so I am so captivated by Florida. For, hmm. I hunted it. I hunted it for three days last year in December. Didn't really take it seriously. The out-of-state tag is like forty-five dollars. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to lose anything. And I went and just walked around and talked to some guys drinking beer, mm-hmm. dog hunting, and um, I was not drinking beer with them because I was hunting. And apparently, <coughs> that's a thing in Florida. Um, not a legal thing. <laughs> not a legal thing, but overlooked. And uh, yeah. And I, I, I like walking through the swamps and stuff. I just underestimated how hard it would be. Yeah. And I'll tell you, maybe one of the things that got me going was the last day I was coming out of Green Swamp, and I don't care to tell the names. That's everybody, fine. That's everybody, a big, yeah, everybody knows everybody Green Swamp. Everybody knows Green Swamp yeah. in Florida. Um, I was coming out of Green Swamp. I had just locked my keys in my car, and so I was sweating bullets, and I was just, I was just tired and really didn't give a crap about hunting Florida. And there was a guy at the check-in station there with a good, you know, 100, 110-inch buck hanging up and I was like oh snap I gotta be that guy yeah one day I'm gonna be that guy they're there they're and, just few and far between yeah and, and and so after that and and just the lack of deer sign that I saw in there was amazing because there was n- like you'd go through places there's got to be deer sign here nope no deer sign yep it just like if I could kill a buck in Florida I would be he would he would call me He'll after do every day He'll do oh it. yeah 100 percent he will yeah He'll he, do he would call me and he's like dude this is weird like this is it's like, how do you do it? I was like, find Different. the concentration of the deer. You know, like, you're, you're where they're not, right? Like, find where they are, and mm-hmm. then you're going to find sign everywhere. And then there's, like, a buffer around there where 
you might find an errant track here or there, but it's, it's, I've, I used to complain to my wife on a regular basis. I want to move to the Midwest. I want to move elsewhere. I want to move elsewhere. And her job just isn't going to allow us to do that for a while. And it was like this past year, I've like, I've like taken on how extremely difficult my state to hunt is. I've taken like a badge of pride. It's like, exactly. before I leave this state, I'm going to have the confidence to know that I can walk on just about any piece of public land around here and get on deer. I might not kill them right away because not, I'm not familiar with the property, but I know that I've got the tools and the skill set and the woodsmanship to walk on this property and feel confident when I set, set those stands up. And last year, it got really close for me. Yeah. It got really close. I, the hurricane messed everything up. I didn't see anything until December 8th. I didn't see a single deer in daylight hours until December 8th. Yeah. And I switched my tactics up, and I, and I, I recognized a pattern from December 8th on. I didn't go without seeing deer and a buck. That was, that, that's for me how I felt about Alabama. I complained a lot yeah. about hunting Alabama. On this is on private land that I right. complained. Like there's this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yep. I can't figure it out. I, Unfair. Uh, yeah, not enough deer. Not enough deer. You know. People are shooting everything. Blah blah yep. blah 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 blah. I decided something hit me. I don't know what it was, but I was like public land. That's where that's where I'll find the deer at. It's public land, and I just took on this like it was a challenge. I'm gonna beat this thing, yeah. and that's in my personality. Like. Like I told you, like I produ- I try to produce a piece of content every single day just because that's my personality. Like I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a grinder. I want to figure things out, and if I can't figure it out, then I have then there's a problem, and I'm gonna figure it out. And that's why Florida for me, like I'm gonna go to Kentucky. I want to kill a deer in Kentucky. Like I'm gonna keep going to Kentucky till I kill a deer. I know I can kill a deer in Kentucky. Sure. Like, I could I could kill in, if if I was a Kentucky resident, there would be no issue with killing deer, you know, at some point during the season. On public land. It's just different. But Florida, I don't know that I can kill a deer in Florida. Right. And I'm like, I want to get to the point where I know I can kill a deer in Florida. Yep. That's what I did in Alabama. And and now I am I can consistently get on deer in Alabama without much of a problem. Florida is like, it's it's the next thing, man. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to, that's the content I want to create. You yeah. know, I want to be able to, to when guys say, oh, there ain't no deer in Florida. You're going to, you're going to suck it up. It's going to. It's gonna be the worst. Yeah, I want to be like, no, I've done just it. drop the video. Yeah. Just drop the video. I've yeah, you can it. do it. Yeah, you absolutely can do it. I want to do that. So that's that's where I'm at with my season. Like, it's gonna be difficult because we, like I said, we just moved into a new house. We got lots of projects. Mm-hmm. New baby. We got a new baby. Yeah. That's a bigger yeah. project, and um, it's gonna be hard, but it's it's doable. You'll get it done. Well, let's excited. do let's do this because we really should get back to the booth. But we <laughs> did we did post to the saddle group questions. Why don't you pick one and I'll pick one. And maybe we save these for some of these others for another time that we podcast. It, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm okay. good with that. You, you want to go first? Because I know uh, which one I want. I haven't looked at it. You go first because okay, you know which one you want. Let me find it real quick. Let me find it real quick. <laughs> okay, Sam Marson Marson Gill. I hope I th- I'm saying his name. Hey, right. listen, Sam's been talked about on the podcast a lot on yeah. mine. Yeah, I talk about that guy a lot. Dude, yep, he's a good dude. He's a really good guy. He's going to be a sponsor. Him and his family's outfit are going to be a sponsor for next year's uh, fishing tournament. Really? I just yeah. saw it. I saw, saw it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> Sam Marsingill wants to know, who's going to be the first to catch a bass on a Cinco from a Mantis saddle? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Man, that should really be done, and it should be me. I mean, I'm the guy that preaches the Mantis and the Cinco, so it should be me. Right. I mean, I do that too, though, but whatever. Well, I can't catch a fish on anything but a Cinco. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and most of the time I'm struggling, but. Yeah. 
It's got to th- be me. I think you got it, Greg. It's got to be me. You I got need, it. I need to do it. I, I think it has to be. I need to do it. Just, uh, I, I cannot wait to see the video where, the, where you get the cops called on you for being in a pond late at night. Yeah. They're going to be like, there's this guy hanging from a tree, and he's fishing <laughs> from the tree. I think he might be on bath salts. We could do that. <laughs> Listen. Can we make that a, a parody video? Can we make that a spoofer? We can do it right now. Like, I have a pond, or not a pond, it's a lake, but it's not much bigger than a pond. It's a public public lake, and we could catch a fish from a saddle with a Senko. Yeah, I know a few places where I can like, go and do it. In like three casts. You yeah. know that would be, be able the to world record bass caught from a, from a man. Caught from a man. <laughs> that would be saddle. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to make that into a short. That should hey. be a short film. Yeah, that'd be funny. I'll beat you to it. Um, let's see. What's your podcast called? Um, Chasing Tales Outdoors. Southern Ground. You know, somebody <laughs> said Southern Ground, but they didn't say Chasing Tales. I'll put it. I'll put Chasing Tales right now. Appreciate you. We'll get your question first, and then we'll do that. I already did it. Oh, um, okay, Appreciate so I found one a while ago that I think is is good for this. What are these new products you keep teasing? Oh yeah. man, so we've got a bunch. We actually put. Hmm, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say that one. So let me put that one on the back burner. But we've got three <laughs> that we're launching, like, any time now. One is the Versa Strap, which was invented by Carl Kasuth, our chief designer. Uh, he was sewing them out of polyester webbing. It's basically a daisy chain style product for climbing sticks. Anything you need to strap around the trees. Versa Strap, super versatile. But the one beautiful, that, I love it's it. Awesome. The one that we're making, actually got it around my neck right now, is made from. I'll, I'll butcher it, but it's the same. It's U H M P W E is the name of the fiber. Ultra high molecular weight polyethylene. That is the fiber. It's the same fiber that Samson Amsteel Blue is made from. It's the same fiber that Dyneema Spectra lines are made from. It's the same super super strong. Uh, fiber and we made our Versa straps out of that and they are awesome. The other thing and those are going to be launching like anytime now and the other two other things that we can talk about are the the Predator pack which is a pack designed specifically for the Predator. It is so awesome. I mean it does like a thousand things. I love that thing. Uh, That's about to go live too and then the HYS strap, the His strap that's coming too. It's like a daisy chain style strap strap that has bigger molly loops, so they're nice and easy to hook gear to. I've been using this thing forever. We finally just made a way to, you know, to get it in people's hands where it doesn't cost an arm and a leg or you don't have to sew it. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out here before the hunting season as well. Those three things. And then we actually, um, we were set to launch another product, but we decided to push it um, just because... Uh, we wanted to make sure that we could get caught up on all of our orders before hunting season, and we felt like if we threw this particular product into the mix, that it would just complicate things too much. Um, so that one, two, three new products are on the hook for shortly, well, soon. And those, so these these ones we just talked about, Versus Trap, His Trap, and Predator yeah. Pack, they're awesome. They're awesome. You should all buy them. I love them. I will be using them all season long. Uh, I'm considering buying some of the heliums just so I can you use those need straps. To. If you're using yep. sticks, like the the, the heliums, yeah. if you're making your own, anything with the Versa button or anything that you could DIY a Versa yep. button on, these Versa straps are legit. I am not lying. That is not marketing speak. They're awesome. They weigh half an ounce. They pack up to nothing. They're just There's no buckles. There's no noise. 
you could bang it against a metal tree stand and you wouldn't hear it. This if you thought the ropes, if you thought the rope mod is good, yeah, you'll love yeah. this. You'll love this. Yeah. They're awesome. The hiss strap and the predator pack, same thing. They're all awesome. But the other things that we've got in the works that we decided to delay are amazing. <laughs> and, and I'll say this: um, the tetherednation.com website will soon be your only website you ever have to go to for saddle hunting. Yep. Yep. This guy Well, asked, which is what we wanted to do. So our once once we decided this is going to be a real thing, uh, we were, I don't know, maybe like you guys did. I certainly did. I was going to, you know, this place for rope and this yep. place for buckles and this place yep. for this. And we said, well, let's just put it all in one place. And yep. it'll just be a one-stop shop. So we're slowly getting there. Our, our delays in our manufacturing and trying to get caught up, dig ourselves out of this, uh, this back order hole yeah. was, has really slowed that down. But as we we start to get caught up, which we're making, like, we're getting caught up. Our, our manufacturing is coming online. Dude, the last three weeks have been We're incredible. crushing it. Like, we're yeah. getting yeah. so much product in. We're just moving through really, really quickly. So as soon as we do, and as soon as we're not laser beam focused on catching up, then we're free to mm-hmm. let our creativity go again. And we've oh, got yeah. some awesome stuff coming up. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm excited. 2020. Man. Yeah, if you 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 if you're interested in getting in, in getting into a saddle, you need to get a Mantis now or you need to wait until 2020. The decade Ooh, of saddle hunting. Did you hear that? That that right there is a statement. If you're looking at getting into saddle hunting, either do it now or wait until 2020. You need to get the that's Mantis. Bold. The Mantis is awesome, and but if you yeah. can't get the Mantis, then there's some other stuff coming out that's going to be go. amazing. I think I think Chasing Tales and Southern Ground should have the exclusive access to a collaborative podcast to announce those when it's time. That's a great oh, idea. Yeah. We should do it. <laughs> oh yeah, we should do it. We should do it from saddles while we're cinco fishing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. I, did. I need to find a way to where I can do these live more often. Yeah, because this live is, is so much better. More fun. Yeah, um, live is the where it's at. I love live podcasting. Yeah. It's just it's oh, different. We almost forgot. Do you want to announce your? Yeah. So this is this is also going to be. I guess if they're listening to this, well, they are either going to be listening to it on the Chasing Tales feed, yep. the Southern Ground feed, or you might even be listening to it on the Tethered Nation podcast. Feed Boom. Because that's a thing now. So if yep. you're listening to this on uh, Parker or Walt's feed, you should subscribe to the Tethered Nation feed too, because we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff on that. That's it. That's it. So. He just said it best. If you're listening to one of these feeds, go and subscribe to the other two feeds and vice versa. That's Share, it. Tell everybody about our podcast. Tell everybody about Tethered. Get your friends in a, in a saddle. But most importantly, get outside and go enjoy the outdoors. That's it. All right, guys. That's going to be it for this episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Tune in next week. We've got another awesome episode lined up that I think you're going to enjoy. We're really close to deer season, guys. I hope you guys are getting ready. And, man, I know I am I'm stoked about it. And I can't hardly think about anything else. But, um, man, good luck if you're going to be in a tree. If you are going to be outdoors, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>